Episode 29, Why My Investment Portfolio is So Unconventional. Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Halton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. I've mentioned in the past that in many ways in Ireland, everywhere you turn, you're going to find yourself paying tax. And in many ways, when I started looking initially at investing, I became obsessed with finding tax-efficient investments. But it's actually really hard to do. It really isn't easy to find in Ireland. And I mentioned in the last episode, I just found out the peer-to-peer lending isn't actually taxed at the dirt rate of 35%. It's actually taxed on your own personal tax rate. A lot of people ask me, why don't I invest in property? Property is a great asset class, don't get me wrong. I don't invest in property because A, I struggle to make it produce a positive cash flow when I actually crunch the numbers. B, being a software developer by trade, I have absolutely zero DIY skills. So if something goes wrong, I'm basically in a position where I need to pay somebody And if that means finding somebody, then that can be as much hassle as actually getting the work done in the first place. But C, it's because it falls under income tax, which means that if you're pulling a wage and then you're bringing this money in as additional income, chances are it's going to be taxed at 50%. And because I pay myself specifically at the tax cutoff rate, that extra income doesn't have any extra incentive for me. Earning income, which is taxed at 50%, I feel like I'm taking all the risk and the revenue department is getting half. It's an unfair transaction. Blows my mind that, um, that we're expected to take the risk and do all the work, and for investment income at least, pay 50% tax on it. And look at if your long-term goal is to have a million euros in peer-to-peer income, or own 20 properties, then doing it personally makes sense, because that will eventually replace your wage, and then you can live off that. Fine. But for me, my plan would be to either A, just keep drawing a salary out of a company and that company might be investing, or B, be drawing income down from a pension and paying tax on the personal tax rates of that pension. And so I'm not incentivized to go down the property slash any investment that actually is taxed at income tax. And so even the way that I look at peer-to-peer lending has changed in the last week or two because of this development. And my portfolio continues to become more and more unconventional because I keep making decisions based on the tax payable. I know I'm somewhat contradicting myself here, because in the past I've mentioned that, hey, we should be worrying about the profit first. And look, I get it, I get it, I know, I know. But at the same time, for me, tax rates are incentives. And what I mean by that is, government policy should be setting tax rates around getting people to do things differently. Now, electric vehicles are a great example. Don't make electric vehicles pay road tax. You've suddenly got an incentive to buy one. Make the electricity that the car uses free. You've suddenly got an incentive to buy one. If there was such thing as a seven-seater electric vehicle, I would be buying that as my next car. If you're listening and you do know an electrical vehicle in Ireland that is a seven-seater, then please let me know, all right? Because my car is due to be replaced in the next couple of years, and I'm going to have to think about the next move that we make in that regard. And that's just case in point. It's incentives. 
When we got our extension last year, we were getting money back from the government to do it. If we bought a new home, we were going to have to pay tax and stamp duty. We were paying money to the government. So we had an incentive to put an extension on. And so when it comes to investing in Ireland, there's actually only three types of investments that are actually tax efficient. Now, by all means, if you can find another one, let me know. But I'm going to list them out based on all the research that I've done. I've been looking at this fairly extensively over the last couple of years. So firstly, hot topic at the moment, if you've been listening to the most recent episodes of the podcast, pensions. We should all be maximising our pension contribution if we're not. I am not at the moment. I will be next year. My plan for next year is to put half of my new income that I'm investing into my pension. This is becoming a tool which I'm starting to utilise a lot more, and I think we should all be doing this. And I think even though my pension plan is Plan C, why not guarantee Plan C? And that's why I'm becoming so big on pensions. I think as well, because of all of these incentives, I'm simply starting to run out of other things to invest in. I don't want to be putting more and more into peer-to-peer lending necessarily. I'm starting to get a little bit worried about peer-to-peer lending. A little bit. Just in the sense that, I've mentioned this before, it hasn't been through a recession. I think it hasn't even had many scams reported yet. It's not that well regulated, if regulated at all. So there's just many kind of things going on that just, just give me a little bit of fear. At least not to put in any more money than I have. I'm happy with the money that I have in there. right? It's not a case where I'm saying, panic, sell, sell, get out. It's just make sure you're diversifying. And I think I kind of woke up and smelled the coffee a little bit, realizing that, hey, my plan C wasn't quite in place. It wasn't as firm as it should be. And so that's my new focus over the next 12 months. When it comes to my own personal investments, capital gains is by far the best tax to be paying. That's where you want to be going. And it is quite hard to find investments that actually are taxed at capital gains rates. I've mentioned before that ETFs tax at 41%, unrealized gains taxed every eight years. Yeah, no fun for me. So I've actually now sold those investments and I've moved those investments into my pension instead. Again, I just couldn't handle the tax. I felt like the government was taking 41% when I was taking all the risk. Seemed unfair. So when it comes to capital gain investments, it doesn't leave you of much choice. You've basically got your bitcoins, right? You've got your maybe buying property or any sort of asset for speculation, which again isn't a great investing strategy, right? Like it's more like gambling. And then you've got like my managed forex trading. Again, I feel like the government's incentivizing me to take the high risk investments. Do I suddenly need to buy crypto? Is that what the government's wanting me to do? The incentives are all wrong. And it's because you've got somebody up there in the revenue department not thinking about taxes and incentives. They're thinking about closing loopholes. And they will likely eventually close this loophole at some point. But for now, I'm going to exploit it as best I can. And that loophole, of course, is the 1,270 euros tax-free capital allowance. And for some of these investments, if I were to include my wife on the name, then that allowance would double. So you're starting to see how you can kind of use this stuff when it's capital gains. So focus on that for personal investments, I think. Yes, they're a little bit riskier. At least you've got a good tax on your side. And at least you're getting 66% or even 100% of the returns, depending on how much the return is. So what's my third strategy then? I've mentioned this in the past as well, but it's businesses, scalable businesses. Businesses in Ireland are extremely tax efficient, especially if it's within a company. Now, I'm not saying go out and start a company. I'm saying start a business and eventually transition that business into a company once it starts to make money. Ideally, you want a business that either grows without you, somebody else can run it, or it's some sort of semi-passive business 
effectively selling a product or you're doing something once and you can sell that over and over again. Talked about this, I've covered this in previous episodes. So what's not hot? Well, I've mentioned some of these already. ETFs in your own personal name, not hot. Peer-to-peer lending in your own personal name now, yeah, not so hot, right? I do have most of my peer-to-peer income within my company that is subject to a closed company surcharge, but that surcharge only kicks in once that peer-to-peer lending makes more than 2,000 euros per year. And if you notice, my peer-to-peer lending income quite deliberately returns less than 2,000 euros per year. And that is why I'm not adding more to the peer-to-peer lending pot, because if I do, I'm going to hit that surcharge, and it's not necessarily something that I want to do. I mentioned real estate. Again, great if that's your long-term strategy that you will actually bring an income in from that. Not great if you plan to still utilize a pension. Regulated funds, these are your insurance company ones, your Irish life funds, your Aviva funds, right? Why bother using those? Why bother paying 41% tax on those? Use them in a pension. We're investing for the long run here, guys. Deposit accounts? Yeah, terrible in Ireland. Not even beating inflation. Why invest in something which is actually losing you money when you account for inflation? And keep in mind, it was only a couple of weeks ago that European Central Bank reintroduced their quantitative easing program. What does that mean? They are printing money. They're printing it every day. Why hold something that is openly becoming of less value? They're adding more money into the system. Each euro is becoming less in value. So what are some of my out-of-the-box investments? I do have some crazy stuff. And I am by no means recommending any of this stuff. This is just more for a laugh. And you can say, geez, this guy, you know, he doesn't hold back. But I recently invested in the football index. It's a gambling product based on a UK gambling company. I personally know nothing about soccer. But I basically thought if I could buy, you know, the top 50 players, that I would effectively hold the index, I would earn dividends and the tax-free dividends. Now, the returns on this have not been good so far, so by no means am I recommending this, but that's how desperate I became to try and find a way to get a decent tax incentive. Gambling is 0% profits? What's that incentive? Are they actually encouraging you to gamble? Right? So just, ah, it messes with your head, right? It's messing with my head right now. So I went and put 500 pounds in there. That's a fraction of my portfolio. It's not a major thing. If I lost it all, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's there for a bit of a laugh. But I thought I'd try it out. And again, I'm not recommending it, but I'm just letting you guys know that I've done it. It's going to be a three-year investment because that's how long I can hold the shares for. And I will keep you guys posted if it works out. I doubt it will. By all means, if it does, I will let you know. I mentioned a few episodes back, I've now given myself a loan to pay off my extension loan that I had. Pleased to report that I've put three or four grand into that now, which is great. That is quite a satisfying loan and I'm charging myself interest at 6%, which is guaranteed, because I know I'm good for it, and it's also tax-free, so happy days. My web development company recently needed to buy a new computer, and instead of me being my usual cheapskate self of buying a computer worth about 500 euros, I actually decided to splash out and spend 1,200 euros on a computer. The computer is fantastic. I love it. It has changed the way that I work. It has increased my productivity significantly. And so as a result, I made myself invoice 10 euros more per day. I easily output more than that, but that was my goal. And effectively what I do is I see that 10 euros come in each month, so it's roughly 200 euros per month. And I treated the 1,200 euros as a loan in my investment portfolio. And I'm slowly paying that loan back. 
through the extra tenors that I bill each day. This is just a slight mindset shift, and it's how I kind of talk about thinking out of the box differently and thinking about how you can win with the tax system. I mean, this seems simple, and it's a trivial example, but it's a way for me to invest in myself, knowing that that loan will be paid back through extra productivity. The last one then is that through some of the businesses and projects that I work on, I loan my own money to those projects. So I talked earlier about my kind of A strategy being scalable businesses. I use my investment portfolio to lend those businesses money. And that money is then put in against the investment portfolio's business capital. And I am effectively building my own assets, which are the businesses. Again, extremely, extremely tax efficient. And so what's the conclusion of all of this? What's your big takeaway? Look, if you don't want to worry about any of this stuff, and you've got a long-term goal, put it all in the pension. Don't even think twice about it. Utilize the Irish pension system. The more that I looked at my portfolio, and the more that I sat down with it, I started to think, right, what is it that I need the money for? If I don't need the money for anything now, why wouldn't I be putting it in my pension? Where I do need the money now, that's where you want to be investing, either personally or through a company. My portfolio is changing. It's constantly evolving based on what I learn as I go. I have tried so hard to make a plan and stick to it. But every time I've done that, within three months, the plan looks completely different. In three months' time, it'll probably change again. But I do feel that as I get more experience with this stuff, I'm starting to see, is it money I need now or later? And making that decision and then distributing the money accordingly. Look, we have no crystal ball. We don't know what the future's going to bring. But if there was anything that we wanted to guarantee, it's got to be plan C. Get your pension sorted first. Work backwards from there. As always, guys, if you have any questions on this episode, reach out to me at michaelatfirepodcast.ie and I look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Have you thought about trading the markets or perhaps even having an experienced trader trade on your behalf as a passive investment? I host regular webinars on how you can get free training on how to trade the markets. I also share on the webinar how you can start copy trading and will also introduce you to my Irish trader who has had consistent returns of between 3 and 8% per month for the last four years. Visit www.firepodcast.ie and click on the events tab for more information. The link will also appear in the show notes.